Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I am so happy you are here, and I'm not so happy that I am where I am in this exact moment because I'm sitting in my little closet podcast studio And to my right, I have a full box of, uh, well, half a box of uneaten tacos with a ton of pico de gallo (laughs) on top. And it smells like an armpit. So yes, I feel bad for me, but we're going to be okay. Anyway. Hi. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We're going to just, you know, let's just dive into it. We don't need to beat around the bush. Let's just get to the good stuff. Today, we're going to talk about things that I humbly recommend we all consider to stop doing or at least cut back on some of these things. Why? Because I truly believe it's killing your vibe. It's killing my vibe. It's just killing the vibe in general. What does that mean? We're going to get into it. So as you saw from the title, number one is following people in your industry. And I also have three other things that we're going to get into as well. I sat here and I was like, okay, what are things like if I, if I was mentoring someone, what, what are, what are things that like I actually tell and advise my private clients to stop doing? And these are the things that I came up with. And these are also things that obviously I try and stop doing. Now, per usual, this episode is as much for me as it is for you. I've become better at some of these things and other things, uh, specifically number, hmm, number two, I need help with. You'll see in just a second. But, but I mean it. And I really believe that if we were to take this list and think about it and reflect on how we behave in these areas and uh, what our businesses and our creativity and our brand might be like, or like how our mood might be, or our perception of what we're creating as business owners and brand owners in the online space and in the world, like how we would actually feel about these things if we were just like ourselves and what we're putting out there, if we were to stop doing these things. So definitely something to think about. So let's just kick it off with number one. Stop following people in the same business slash industry as you. Stop. 
a lot of people are like, well, I do it for, you know, for inspiration or I need to market research. I need to see what other people are doing, what other people are offering. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. I can see if you are fresh, fresh out the womb of entrepreneurship and you truly don't know how to crawl yet. Okay. Okay. Look around. Get a feel for it. I feel like that's that's fair. But the second you start walking, right? The second that you you get your footing in this space and you kind of you, you know the vibe. Like you you figured out the vibe. You know like what you're going to be offering and you get a feel for your price points and you know, if you don't make your own offers, like you just you're you're getting a feel for your brand. You're you you're graduated to that level, then it's time to graduate to that level, which includes putting your blinders on. Basically. I get asked a lot if I follow competition or like my favorite is when I'm on a call with somebody or having a conversation, they're like, well, you know, so-and-so who, you know, so-and-so who she, she's also, she also does business strategy. She's also like a, you know, she teaches like very similar to what you do. Y'all have a very similar business. And I'm like, I don't know. So-and-so don't know her. Haven't heard of her. (laughs) And that's not to be rude. I just, I've gone out of my way to not know. Um, and, and then sometimes they look at me confused cause I'm following the person. I'm like, oh, I muted her a long time ago. And, and I, why did I do that? Not because of her, because of me, 1 million percent, because what I've learned over the years is that when you, and it's so easy to do, right? Because again, like I think there, there is a period and a stage in your business where you, you gotta, you're figuring it out. And how you do that is you kind of you look around and you gain inspiration from other people. But if you don't, then if you're not intentional and if you don't have awareness of, of how much you've surrounded yourself with similar people in your industry or you know competitors, then you've created like this industry bubble around you. And what I've learned, and I've learned this because I've done it is when you do that, you run the very high risk of, of seeing things that either A, throws you off your game, right? Or B, you, you accidentally become a little too inspired by these people. And you end up creating things that didn't actually come from your own heart and soul, Right? It was like, and and that's so easy to do. I mean, social media in general, like, I mean, whether they're in your industry or not, if you look up to somebody, if you're taking in somebody's content a lot, we all run the risk of uh, that kind of seeping into our own creative juices. And and I I think that 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 happens, and that's okay. But it's definitely something that you run the risk of doing. And if it's somebody in your industry, how are you standing apart from them? So 
out of those two things, I mean, those are like the two main things that I think happen. And they're both equally as risky in my, in my opinion. And I, I can't tell you how many times that, because you want to be friendly and, and I'm very friendly. And by the way, when I was like, I don't know her, I mean, there, there I know plenty of people who have very similar businesses to mine, um, that I look up to and that I admire and respect wholeheartedly. So it's not like I, I don't know anybody, but you get what I'm saying. Like there, there are many who I, do, I genuinely don't know and who are very popular. And again, like that, that's intentional because of me, because I know myself and I can't tell you how many times that I've created a post or I put something out there. I'm just like doing my best to figure it out because, and I'm wondering if this is true for everybody. I know this is true for me. And I'm wondering if everybody has a period in their business. It's like that weird gray, let's call it like the teenager phase of your business where you've kind of hit puberty. You've seen like maybe a little success, but like you're not fully grown yet. You don't really know who you are yet. Like you think you know who you are and you kind of think you know how it works. But in hindsight, especially when you look back, when you grow up, you're like, whoa, I was embarrassing. (laughs) You know, and I think everybody kind of grows through that, goes through that phase in some right. And I just remember being in that phase and looking around and seeing other people who, I perceived as being at the same level of as me or maybe a few steps ahead, but like felt like they had it so much more figured out than I did or did something so brilliantly and well. And I just wasn't there yet. Like I hadn't figured out my secret sauce yet. And I would see that and it would be inspiring. Sure. And I'd, I'd love it for him. But at the same time, it made me very much doubt my own capabilities and, and it made me lose confidence in myself. And what I've learned is like, if you're following anybody and it doesn't matter whether they're in your industry or not, if you're following anybody that you, when you're scrolling or, you know, you're getting your stories or whatever, and you come across their content you know, the feeling when you're tapping through and you see somebody's stuff and you like, you get this kind of feeling in your stomach, like, like something, something, something is not right. They're like triggering you in some way, or they're getting on your nerves (laughs) or something about it is just making you doubt. And it would feel like a pit in the stomach. I learned like, okay, it's not worth it. That is just like stealing my energy. So what I would do, so what I started doing is I thank God uh, they created the mute button and I got very good at using the mute button and it's the best because sometimes you, you want to follow people out of respect and, you know, you want to be like these are great, um, great, amazing people in most cases, but like, that doesn't mean you need to be, uh, taking in everything they make. If it's not like, if it doesn't leave you feeling inspired, mute or unfollow period or better or educated or, you know, something better, something positive, it's not worth it. Okay. So throwing off your game, 
And when you, when you're thrown off your game and I've experienced this, I've had clients who have experienced this where they have an idea and they want to do something and they have, I mean, and the idea is fantastic and they're like, you know, going to change the game in their industry. And, but then they, the noise of their industry and how people are doing things a certain way, it makes them doubt their ideas. And I've been there too. It like, it's hard to not be influenced when you're constantly taking in people's content and seeing how other people do things. It's really hard to not be influenced by that and and have it affect or not affect your own actions. So definitely something to think about. And then the second point of being, becoming a little too uninspired or a little too inspired by people. I made a post a few weeks ago where I was talking about the, I called it the pandemic of unoriginality. And I would say that that's a big reason why I recommend unfollowing people in your industry because you, I mean, all of our algorithms are different, but I know my algorithm right now, like if you scroll reels, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to, should I say it? Hmm. I'm going to say it. I hate reels. Can't stand them. I got a DM the other day. Somebody genuine, genuinely, they were like, Allie, why don't you make reels anymore? I'm just curious. Do you mind if I ask that? And I was like, no, because I used to make them all the time. I loved them, loved them. And then I, I stopped and I didn't say this to her, but I was like, oh, you know, I just kind of fell out of it, but I don't like them because I, all you see is the same thing over and over and over again. And I, and by the way, like if it's working for your business, do you, this is not, please, this is not me saying don't do reels because reels work. Reels are fantastic. Great for business. And if it's working for you and if it lights you up and you enjoy them, do you please. But I just like, I can't, I can't. It's all, it it feels, it feels like it's all the same. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with my, my algorithm. So that's fine. But, 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 but this is another thing, you know, you get in an industry bubble and everybody's doing the same trend. And, and instead of saying, Hey, how could I do this differently? Or how about I use a different song that isn't a top 40 on the radio? Or how about, you know, I I put my own spin on it. People are like, oh, that's what everybody's doing. I'm going to do that too. Oh, everybody's zigging. I'm going to zig. And it's just like, okay. And for a while, and I did the same thing. 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 I promise But after a while, zag, baby. How can we zag? How can we try something different? How can we stand out? Like, let's just try. But it's really hard to do when you're constantly seeing the same type of things over and over and over and over again. So thus why I made number one of things to stop doing to stop following people in your industry. Okay. It's killing your vibe. I'm going to give this example because I, I think many of you will, I hope resonate with this, but I have a client 
right now who is in an industry that is not as, how do you say, accepted, mainstream, you know, it's not business coaching, okay? Like it's, it's, I guess mainstream is probably the best way to say it. She's in an industry that's not as mainstream. It's a little more new. People are learning about it currently. Some people are like super into it. Some people are, think it's something else. And I'm not trying to like give too many details away. So I have this, this client who has been in this industry for quite some time before this, like this industry, I feel like has most recently, like recently become quite popular and she has been in it for a while, a while. And she's very smart, very well-versed, very educated in this industry She has played multiple roles in it. She's worked with multiple businesses. And I mean, I would I would consider her almost I mean, like pioneer esque in a sense with how long that she's been promoting the benefits of of the the product that she sells. So anyway, one of the things I've been working with her on and off in different programs for a little over a year now. And one of the things that drew me to this client was her quirkiness. She just, she was different, different. Like her name, the way she presented herself, her, the way she thought and explained things and her, you know, her mannerisms. She just, she had, she was beautifully different is she is beautifully different and you know has like a quirk to her in the best way okay certainly stands out and she she just did my vibes my five-week um one-on-one intensive with me and she was the one who actually inspired this episode because we're talking on Voxer and she said something like you know and, and by the way before we had this conversation in vibes, we've, we've created like, um, a a course for her. She's, she's going to do this course where she educates people on basically how to take things next level with the the product. And, um, you know, we've like outlined this masterclass and it's juicy and it's different and it's, it's a vibe. I mean, it's like genuinely a vibe, but she's, she's new to selling. Okay. So she's not new to the industry, but she's new to selling in this, in, in the way that she's working with me. So she hasn't put herself out there very much. So there's still some doubt there. There's still some nervousness there. Okay. So we're having a conversation. We have like her offers ironed out. She's getting ready to start promoting her masterclass and she boxers me and is like, Hey, I follow, you know, I, I, I know we talked about doing this and this, but I follow so-and-so and, you know, I see how other people are doing it, which she's referring to bigger accounts, more well-known people in her industry, right? Straight up competitors she's referring to. And they're just so much more professional than me. And they do, they don't do stuff like this. They do stuff like this. So like now I'm doubting myself and should I do something like that? And should I like, 
How can I make myself more professional? And I hadn't snapped on Voxer so fast. And I was like, that is not our goal. That is like what? Oh, oh, you want to dim your light? You want to water down your message? You want to make yourself more professional in in a non-professional industry? (laughs) Like what? I said, do you consider yourself professional? No. Then why are you trying to make yourself professional? You're not walking into a corporate environment. This is an online brand. Like, you know, so I just, and I talked her through it and I said the same thing that I've been saying to you. And it it made me sad, but also at the same time, I was so thankful that she expressed that to me because I was able to tell her what I would tell anybody listening right now, which is, the fastest way to your success is to own who you actually freaking are. Quirks, weirdness, um, perfectness, like whatever it is, whether you're super buttoned up and polished and professional or you're not. Like whoever you genuinely are when it comes to online business and growing a social media presence and brand that attracts dream ideal clients, the fastest path to this, I've seen it myself, I've seen it in other people, and I believe it to my soul is stepping into who you actually truly are, period. Period. Because if you think our creator, whoever you think that is, made us, but then expects us to find success acting like something else. If you think that's how it operates, I don't think so. Right? Like, Hey, I'm going to give you like this super killer personality. That's kind of weird or that's kind of abrasive or that's like sexy or funny. I'm going to give you these, these innate traits that you've had forever, but If you want success, you have to hide them. (laughs) No. If you work in a corporate environment, that's different. But we're not. We're not. So I'm just so thankful that she opened that up to me. And that's what I would say to any of you. Like you have pure magic running through your veins. And it's genuinely who you are. There are people out there that are searching for somebody with your point of view your level of attraction, your insight, attitude, mindset, every like everything about there are people out there that are aligned and looking for that. But if you keep numbing it or looking to the left and right to see what other people are doing and adopting their their behaviors and their actions and the ways that they show up, you're just prolonging or or you know Dimming your light is the best way to say it. You are dimming your light. So, yeah, that's why I want you to stop following people (laughs) in your industry. And I want you to think of, I made a list of three people, and I know I could think of so many more, but time. But I want you to, I was trying to think of like game changers in different industries, you know, And I I want you to think like, what if, what if these people looked around to their competitors and was like, okay, what are they doing? I need to be more of that. Like Steve Jobs, for example, 
What if old Steve Jobs was like, I'm a genius, but I, I'm kind of stuck right now. So let's go see what Blackberry's doing. <laughs> oh, Blackberry's making Blackberries. That seems to be working right now. What if I just, I guess I need to make a Blackberry too. Let me make an Apple Blackberry. Can you imagine? No. Do you think he was concerned about what Blackberry was doing when he developed the iPhone? I don't think so. And what about Oprah? Like who was, who was com- competitive with Oprah back then? Like Sarah, ja- Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Jesse, Raphael, <laughs> is that her name? Um, you know, like what if, with Oprah was like, I need to be more like that. I need to bring on, you know, true crime and like drama and things like that onto my show or like Gary V think about Gary V. I, he was, I was trying to think of, um, like social media, um, big players in social media. One of the first people I thought of was Gary Vee, who is so him, right? Like he is, he's so different. And I remember the first time I saw him, I had never seen somebody cuss so much in my life. And it blew my mind because he was, he was so popular. And I just never seen anybody talk like that, but also like straight facts and fire regarding business and social media. And imagine if he like looked over at, at Tony Robbins and he was like, okay, Tony Robbins is doing it this way. So I need to, I need to button it up a little bit. No, like the people, all the people that we look up to and love that have changed or at least respect for changing the game in their industry, they did it their way and owned it. And I don't know if you realize this or not, but you have the power to do the same in your own industry. You just have to go for it. That's it. You just have to believe you can and then do the things to protect your energy so that you you can make this space to be creative and and come up with new brilliant ideas to switch it up a little bit. Okay, so we're going to move on. That's number 1. Stop following people in your industry. Number 2. This is the one that I need help with. Stop your addiction to input. I've talked about this before. This is tough because I think and I, I mean I've said before, like there are going to be rehabs. I actually think there are now there, there must be now, but I, I've no, I've said forever. I was like, there's me rehabs for social media, for phones. And I know there is now because it's like, it's a thing. And when you're growing a business on social media, your office is what it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's TikTok, it's wherever you put out work. That's your office. And our office happens to be the most addictive place on the planet right now. And that is something to be mindful of. Super freaking mindful of. Not only because our own lives are wasting away while we're watching other people live it up. And we're not being present. And the time waste and all of those factors that definitely have a thing to do with our addiction to input, but also in terms of our creativity. 
If you're not making space for your own thoughts and craft and how you show up and the, again, like actually pondering, like, how can I do things differently today? What could I say that isn't the same as everybody else? What do I genuinely want to talk about today? If you're not taking the time and making the space to do that, because you're constantly looking at other people's stuff, you are killing your creativity. You cannot be creative when you're consuming other people's stuff. You might get ideas here and there, and we're all going to do it. We're all going to scroll on occasion. But I laugh at myself sometimes when I'm like, I I don't know what to talk about this week. I I don't know what to post about. I'm like, well, I have... I haven't taken five minutes to myself in silence. Every waking moment of my day, I have my nose in my phone or I'm on a call or I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook or music. I am like constantly consuming other people's creations. And I'm wondering why I'm struggling to come up with my own. Hmm. Shocker. I don't think we need to say any more about that, but it's something to think about for all of us, myself included. Number three, the third thing I recommend you stop doing because it's killing your vibe. Stop looking or obsessing for some of us over your numbers. If you're a numbers person, great. But a lot of you are not but you act like you are (laughs) the way that you got your nose and your analytics and the way that you are comparing your story views and your likes and your comments and your open rates and your click rates and your downloads. You acting like you're a mathematician over here. Why, why are you doing it? Is it going to change anything? Now, if you are comparing If you're A-B testing something, we need to look at analytics. If you're A-B testing your emails, which copy works best for this thing, we need to look at analytics. But I'm willing to safely bet 99% of you listening to this right now, myself included, are not A-B testing nothing. You're just doing it to do it, to make yourself crazy. And it is working. There is nothing that we can do to change our story views. Well, okay, there are. There are hacks. There are things that you can do. That's a talk for another day. And we've talked about that plenty. But when it's all said and done, you can't change it. Right? Like you create the content, you do your best, you post it. And then after that, What's going to happen is going to happen. So what I'm seeing a lot of is I'm seeing a lot of people spend the time, create the content, post the stuff, and then stress and overthink and attach stories to their numbers. Stories like, see, every time I talk about blah, 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 my story views go down. See, every time I send an email about blah, 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 nobody ta- or nobody's tapped on the link, so nobody's interested. 
see my likes look like this and hers look like that. So she's better. (laughs) We, it's so easy to do, but those stories are killing your vibe, killing probably more than that, more than the vibe. It's killing your results too. Because when you play the game of attaching stories to your numbers and making them mean way more than what they do, that's not the game you want to be playing. Because if you start believing that every single time you go to sell, people get mad or people stop watching or nobody's interested or people, you know, whatever you're going to say, if you genuinely start believing that, which you will if you keep doing it, do you think you're going to show up and sell when you need to? Or do you think you're going to sell in your most confident magnetic energy? Probably not. So it's like this weird self-fulfilling prophecy. Stop looking at your numbers. I don't look at my numbers. I never Obviously, you you pay it. You can see story views. That's a hard one to avoid. I don't get my Instagram analytics. If I can avoid email analytics, I do. Rarely do I look at podcast analytics. What's it going to change? Now, at some level, at some level, you you want to have an awareness that like if things are not working, how do we improve? But my stance is like in my own business, I'm already doing the best I can. <laughs> I'm genuinely doing the best I can. So I, I can't change that much, right? Like I, I could maybe do a little bit more. I could maybe whatever, but like I'm I'm genu- I'm not interested in that. I'm doing the best I can. And I have a belief or I'm ingraining a belief that that's going to be enough, that my best is going to attract the best. And they're going to come in perfect timing and it's all good. So what do numbers matter? Because I, it's not, again, like I can't look at, if I were to look at my podcast review or not reviews, but my numbers and be like, oh man, I wish it was this. So, um, I guess I could be better on a podcast. I'm, I'm doing my best. (laughs) Believe it or not, this is my best. So like, why, why am I doing it? If not to torture myself. So what I recommend for you is to adopt the same thing, like do your best when you write a post. And this is why I say quality over quantity, especially when it comes to your content. When you go to make a story, make it your best. When you go to make a post, make it your best. When you go to write an email, when you go to do a podcast, when you go to to do a TikTok, if you're going to create something and put it out into the world, make it your best. Do what you can to the best of your ability in that moment. And then let it go. You can't change the numbers. And if it's your best, then you can trust that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And it's meant to be. And you don't have to go through the roller coaster of why was this higher than this? And why did that dip? And why didn't nobody click on that? And all the things. And if you want to be super intentional, then hire somebody to look at that stuff and say, hey, let's let's try putting links up here next time. 
so that it doesn't, and if it doesn't bother you, great. Like again, if you're a numbers person and you get off on looking at your numbers, amazing, please. But a lot of you look at it like it's your job and it's making you cray cray. And I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. And I'm telling you that it's it's doing more harm than good. Post and ghost, you got bigger fish to fry. Move on, on to the next thing. Okay. And the fourth thing that I recommend us all stop doing because it's killing our vibe is I recommend us all to stop letting our current results dictate how big you show up and play. I'm going to say that again. Stop letting your current results dictate, dictate how big you show up and play. Unless your results are really good and you're already showing up like a queen, then please proceed. Go on with your bad self. But if you are somebody who is newer in your business or your results aren't quite at the level that you think they should be or you know that they could be better, do not let that be a reason to water yourself down or show up in a less full way. Here's what I mean. It's really easy, especially if you've had an online profile, like if you've had a social media page for a while, um, it's, it, and you have like a lot of friends and family following you and maybe you were in one business for a really long time and then you shifted to another business. Like I work with a lot of women who were in network marketing, or maybe they still are in network marketing. And then they wanted to shift to do their own thing. So they were like, they had this one identity for a really long time. And then they're, they're, they're pivoting, you know, they're, they're adding on to their brand and to their identity and, and what they're bringing into the world. And they have a lot of followers that followed the old version of them. So because they haven't quite clicked into place in their new business just yet, it's like, and, and also it's this weird awareness of like, you know, your followers and you know, it's like, okay, I know a lot of these people knew me back when I did this or knew me back when I was a kid or knew me in high school or knew me back when I had this other business or maybe when I wasn't as confident as I am now or whatever, you have this like weird awareness. So if you, you know, even though you want to show up super confidently and you want to show up under like a new brand and vibe or like maybe more of yourself, like in my case, I show up now more of myself than I ever have before. You want to, but it's like, oh gosh, are people going to like, are people going to think that's weird? I don't really have the results yet. You And you kind of base how you're allowed to behave and show up based on like what other people are used to. Does that make sense? I think, I think you're, you're, fo- I hope you're following, but yeah, like we have these old followers. It's like, okay, they see me as this. So it feels weird to now show up like this. So like, if you have that awareness, every time you get into your stories, 
or even even if you're new, like let's say that's not the case. Let's say you're brand new to your your platform and you haven't made a freaking dollar, right? Like you have nothing to show for your success. But at the same time, for whatever reason, you know, you're a badass. Like, you know, you like you're confident, you believe in your capabilities, you believe in what's coming. Even if you don't feel super confident, like you, you want to show up bigger, but, but like you have nothing to show for it. So a lot of, a lot of people, they'll be like, well, I can't, I can't show up big right now. I can't show up confident. I have nothing to show for it. This is why I say number four is stop letting your current results dictate how big you show up or your past results or your past audience. Because here's the truth. There, you might have old people who knew the old you. Okay, great. Or you're brand new to a business and nobody knows you yet. But at the same time, you have new people following you and finding you every single day, or at least every single week. You have people that do not know you from Adam coming across you, have never seen your face, have never heard your voice, don't know your name, don't really know what you do, or maybe they see like from your bio, so they're interested and they follow, but like they don't know you. They don't know how confident you are or how confident you aren't. They don't know that you have $5 in your bank account or that you used to do this job and now you're doing this job, or that you used to be super shy on camera, but now you've kind of gotten used to it, or like you want to fake it till you make it, like I used to. They, They don't know. So guess what? Their first impression of you is how you're showing up today. So if you're showing up today, trying to appease old followers, following you or, or showing up smaller because you don't have the results yet, their first impression of you is, huh, she doesn't seem very confident. Hmm. That was kind of boring. That was kind of vanilla. Okay. Well, I'll keep following, but I'll just skip through her stories next time. That that's going to be their first impression of you. It's, it's something like when you really think about it, it's kind of crazy. Like you could, you could seriously like starting tomorrow, start showing up as your biggest, baddest, most bold, most unique, whatever, you know, what, whoever you are version of you tomorrow. And even if it doesn't feel fully authentic yet, even if you're shaking in your boots, and you, again, you don't have the results, but you're showing up like a, like a boss with a million dollars in the bank that people will like new people to you. That will be their impression of you. And they'll be like, oh, okay. She clearly, she clearly knows what she's talking about. So I want to give you permission to, and this isn't about like not being yourself. This is about being the highest most full version of yourself now, right now. And not waiting to do that till you have a certain amount of money in in the bank or you have a certain rank or a certain number of clients or whatever. 
Because in my experience, if you wait to show up like a boss until you have results, those results aren't going to come or it's, it's going to take a really long time for them to come. Because high-level results are attracted to high-level behavior and vibe. Not the opposite. So last week, in last week's podcast, I talked a lot about how most people behave consciously or not through this belief of like, I'll see, I got to see it first, then I'll believe it. When I see it, I'll believe it. When I see the results, then I'll show up like a boss. When I feel confident, then I'll show up confidently. When I feel like a success, then I'll act successful. But you're showing up in a misalignment with what you want. So how can that come in? I shared on a post that when I titled this podcast, Six Figure Influencer, I don't think my business was profitable yet, or if it was, it was barely profitable. And I had the gall to name my podcast Six Figure Influencer. And if you think I didn't have the thought, oh crap, what if, what if I don't make this work? And this is like a big joke. And like, like that could be really embarrassing. Of course I did. But then I was like, of course I'm going to make it work. I have no other choice. And I hit six figures by June, by mid-year. Believe it, then you'll see it. It is a big shift, a really big one. And in my business, it has made all of the difference. Don't look to your current results unless, again, unless they're freaking amazing, then look all day. But if they're not yet, don't let those be an indicator for how you show up. Let the results you know you're capable of be that indicator. The version of you who hits whatever level you want to get to, how does she show up? Do that. Okay. You're amazing. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope this served you very well. If so, please let me know. I would love if you sent me a DM on Instagram at Allie I Reeves or tag me in your stories or left me a sweet little review. Those are the best ways to say thank you. But either way, your time is so appreciated. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Reeves. And or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.